All right, everybody, remember these are jokes. Jokes. Russian President Vladimir Putin has signed a new law that decriminalizes domestic violence as long as it does not happen more than once a year. As a result, the majority of Philadelphia Eagles fans have now moved to Russia. Alabama police arrested a man after he faked his own kidnapping to try to get money from his grandmother. Police became suspicious when the ransom demand was for one million birthday cards with $5 bills inside. A woman in Washington state filed for divorce from her husband of 22 years after he voted for Donald Trump. Or in terms he can understand, she decided to make her vagina great again. And finally, a group of New Yorkers reportedly worked together to use hand sanitizer to clean anti-Semitic graffiti off of a subway car. As of yet, police have been unable to identify who the Good Samaritans were or which quote of Steve Bannon's they had washed away. The Trump Report starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Is that why we got so many jokes? Uh, that's right, because I love the jokes. And remember, again, they're all jokes. Steve Bannon, terrible guy. I even know someone who just said yesterday what a terrible guy he is. Not a Nazi, but for the sake of jokes, sometimes you uh, you go with popular opinion. But it's not about Nazis. It's about Barry White. It's about how we here at the Trump Report cannot get enough of your love, audience. Hopefully everybody's in the chat room. Uh, go ahead and chime in if you are. And don't forget to follow at Trump Report ABTV on Twitter. Follow us there. Like us on YouTube. Comment. Rate us on iTunes. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. To my left, camera right, the lovely, the talented. Oh, geez, this is so long and drawn out. I like want to crawl under the table. Chelsea Galicia at Hi. Chelsea Galicia. Happy Valentine's Day, Chelsea. Thank you. you didn't bring your rose to the desk. No, I was going to make a joke no. about The Bachelor, but it's too late now. And over there on the end, also lovely, also talented, Scott Moore at SMAN80. And uh, we're here mm-hmm. to uh, talk about. Not just how much love we have for our audience. Which, coincidentally, we're all wearing red for I, Valentine's Day. There was no for- <laughs> memo that went out. We all went to, yeah. you know, we're clearly all representing the Electoral College that went for <laughs> Donald Trump. Uh, I don't know which red state you're supporting. Well, Scott, you're from Florida. Yeah. Uh, I'll pick a state that borders the state I grew up on. I'm going to go with uh, Pennsylvania. Are you what uh, red, red state are you representing? Uh, I, I guess it, if I was going with the one that borders mine, I would say Arizona. But please don't make me. <laughs> now you're like none of the above. What? You don't want to go to Tempe? All right. Well, anyway, so uh, it's very festive, and you know we haven't had it for the last few weeks. But I wanted to have the recurring segment, the progressive silver lining, and you know the last few weeks. There weren't really any. It was just a lot of you put your hands up, you shrug, you're not really sure of what there was. But then, well, then we got Mike Flynn, senior. And uh, that was just yesterday. So when I was starting to put the show together, I'm like, oh, I still don't really know. I mean, there's funny memes. You know, you got Shinzo Abe rolling his eyes, <laughs> things like that. But uh, Scott, uh, talk a little bit about Mike Flynn and... Big surprise, someone in the Trump administration had ties to Russia that could have been problematic. Are you surprised? Hmm. Surprise face. <laughs> For our audio listeners, yes. you can just imagine how surprised there was no he was. no surprise there. Yeah. Um, I guess the only thing that's surprising is that he took the fall that quickly. 
Um, you know, because there was even back and forth up to last night that Kellyanne Conway saying one thing and that he was in these meetings, these sensitive top secret meetings right before. And, you know, they didn't want to necessarily have him resign because then it would look bad, you know, blood in the water for the administration. So I think if anything, I was actually surprised that it happened as quick as it did. You know, uh, speaking of Kellyanne Conway, she was uh, on First Thing This Morning with Matt Lauer. And I feel like there have to be other people that they have that, you know, it's not Sean Spicer. There has to be somebody that can better represent... Well, it's not going to be Stephen Miller either. There has to be somebody you can put on TV. Or, you know what? Just don't put anybody on TV. Maybe they could get how, uh, some of those robots from Westworld. How could you answer those questions that Matt was asking? They were very poignant questions, and she would have had, or anybody would have to say something that is not good about the president. I can't see how he would hire somebody to do that. Right. She. I mean, that's what they're there to do. And uh, and she even had that in her Twitter today about, you know, like, I represent my message is his message and that kind of thing. And she's she is genius at the whole pivot and not really answering the, the questions directly. Was she as the much one as who, annoys me. Is, <laughs> was she the one who coined alternative yes. facts? So, you know, there is something, which, by the way, if she didn't trademark it, that's, that's on <laughs> her. That's on her. Because the, she'll be out of a job soon yeah. enough, too. I don't see how she's going <laughs> well, to last much longer. Alternative works. Ethics. Look, she's had Things. this job a few months longer than she ever imagined yeah. she would. So, you know, I, I, think it, I think it's fine. But, look, so the interesting thing is that what isn't really the problem or wasn't the problem for Mike Flynn was that... He, the way that it appears that he had the ties with Russia, nobody really, well, not nobody, but nobody in the administration seems that upset with it. But I guess you did well, something you can't do. Seems that upset with it. I'd be so curious to be a fly on the wall well, right now. Apparently, the one thing you can't do is lie to Mike Pence. So that seems to be, to me, seems that's the appearance. And by the way, hi, Kim K, Storage Yard resident. We appreciate you guys being there. Uh, the real Kim K, not the other Kim K. That's that's our Kim yes. K. But anyway, I just feel like that's what did him in. You know, I mean, did you get the sense, Chelsea, that the White House was really that upset about the the? Well, he had a call with Russia that he lied to Mike Pence. No, about. They, they well, they knew about it. I was just gonna say I didn't yeah. want to jump in front, but they knew about it, and it wasn't until it actually came out. Yeah, and that's why there's more to this. It's just like the tip of the iceberg, right? Because he th- he knew about it 18 days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and didn't do anything. So I don't know if that means he wasn't upset by it, or he was just scrambling to see how to best react to it without sinking his ship. And I legitimately don't know the answer to this. So when they say that the Justice Department warned the White House about this, now, was it an Obama Justice Department and that's why they didn't listen? Or was it after the transition and they, you know, they were essentially a a Trump Justice Department? 18 I, days ago would have been, what's the date oh on Oh my that? God, today's the 14th. So no, that no, was no, after inauguration yes, day. No, it, I, <laughs> that's the four days before the end of January. Stop making me do math. It hurts I, my well, head. I mean, technically, it still would be the Obama holdovers. Yeah, they would still be that. And, and, and it the, just and could be. Well, because the reason I ask is that I wonder if that's people. the mentality of yeah. don't trust anyone, even the people who work for us. You know, I mean, clearly, uh, Mike Flynn was someone that uh, they wish they hadn't trusted. And I do want to bring up the fact that when you put on the rundown that this was the progressive silver lining, I was like, how far are standards? I know, that's what I was thinking too. Somebody, somebody had to resign. (laughs) You know, everybody, everybody's gotten through. It seems like even Carl Jr. himself is going to get through. No, Carl Jr. (laughs) I, it doesn't feel like a progressive right, win I, I agree with at you all. On that one. It feels so. I like, mean, when we talk about the rest of the stuff, I, it's going to have to be there. It's the only. It's the yeah, if Mr. Carl Jr. is one that doesn't make it through, I'd be maybe surprised, but pretty thrilled with that. But I, I don't know who else he would nominate that you, would be. Yeah, would you're, be more of a, you're more of a jack in the box girl. I can tell that that's why. <laughs> Not since high school. 
Well, good for you. It's all right. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, this is, um, I don't know. I, oddly, this seems to be the, the first real obstacle that the Trump administration has had to handle where they're actually concerned. You know, there have been plenty of things that they're, they don't seem to be worried about. Well, so but I they think do Kim seem to be K scr- has a good point on this. Go that, ahead. That the White House isn't really upset about the call. Yeah. Actually, I, I tend to agree with that, that I can't imagine that Flynn just went out on his own right. rogue and had nothing to do with or didn't get permission or didn't run it by somebody else. Yeah. And then now it's just a convenient well, thing to get upset exactly. because it's it came out. Because it came out. That's the only reason why it became something. So I wish it was possible if there are conservatives in the live chat who Storage were, resident, you're there. Who were really upset about Hillary's emails and the server putting us at risk do you feel equally upset by this? Uh, I don't know, but speaking of Hillary, uh, she had an amusing tweet about this because I Mike saw a million Flynn, headlines for it and felt zero desire to read it. Mike Flynn Jr. was the one who perpetuated the Pizzagate fake news mm-hmm. uh, during the election. So Hillary tried to keep herself a little bit above the fray because she quoted someone and was like, well, they have an interesting way to say things. But... It is interesting that what comes around goes around. That's like the, you know, that's rough talk from from Hillary. Who, by the way, why does she give a shit anymore? Like, Hillary, just, you know, go away. Maybe she still cares about the country. I know, but this seems really petty, you know? Just, like, wait, you know? Well, she tweeted about the Trump, the the travel ban, too, with the 3-0, and then, you know, people were going to town on that one, too. How many times you lost the presidency and all these other little things, Yeah, because there were three states (laughs) that, uh, I think, actually, Kellyanne Conway was the one who put... Yeah, the three states, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, yeah. Anyway, or, you know, look, us, three red states right here. (laughs) But anyway, so, I mean, we don't have to spend the whole show on that, but it's just, it was an interesting turn of events. They don't seem to be ready to handle this sort of thing. And, and I think I early think there's in... some any... reasonable Republicans that might be like, oh, shoot, maybe there is something to this whole conspiracy. Well, we are getting the thing start that to break. we've always mm-hmm. heard ever since Watergate, you know, uh, what did the president know and when did he know it? And it's a legitimate question because it'd be hard to believe that this call happened and, you know... I don't even believe that he lied to Mike Pence, by the way. I think that that's just, you know, Ooh. what they're saying to save Ooh. face. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like want, everybody... They don't want to get everyone involved yeah. because the next thing you know, it does become okay, a big Okay, so deal how long are we going to be dealing out. with this? Is this going to be the Hillary email server thing that never dies? No, because something insane is going to happen tomorrow. We're going to wake up and be like, oh, well, now look what Carl's Jr. did. Well, you know? that's not till Thursday, right? Uh, I think that is actually. And uh, now Thursday. I heard that the number of Republicans who are second guessing him is up to five now. Well, oh, that's kind of okay. that's kind of what you need. I, knew it I was mean, four, yeah. right? It was yeah. four before, which mm. you know, Lisa Murkowski and and Susan Collins have sort of been the voices of reason yeah. uh, for Wait, the Republicans. You know can you tell me, Scott? Why is it? Um, God, I'm forgetting his name. The one Democrat that keeps voting in all these people. Joe Manchin? Yes. What is his deal? Why is he doing this? Because he's from West Virginia, a very state that went to Trump heavily. Although they voted for a a, a, sort of like a Trump guy for governor who's a Democrat. Um, Yeah, it's like I don't know why Joe Manchin even stays as a Democrat anymore, to be honest. He should uh, just switch parties. It's like a ruse. No, it it is odd. But uh, it's the only way that he probably feels that he can win in a state like West Virginia for a state that went so heavily for Trump. Hmm. Yeah, because he's the only one. Right? And, and Bernie's meeting there got canceled. Bernie's meeting got canceled. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be in West Virginia, and it was supposed to be taped for MSNBC, and the event backed out. Very curious. That is very curious. Yeah. Um, See, no progressive silver linings for the week. But in the in the chat, uh, Sora Blue, whom I have not seen in there before, so thanks for joining in. 
She says, uh, as a progressive, I never want to hear from Hillary again. Just take a break, Hill. It's all right. Yeah. You got you got other people. Okay, you know? so storage yard resident yeah. doesn't understand the Flynn situation. Okay. What about it? Well, it'd be interesting which, to know. Do you not understand the uproar part? or do you not understand you know, events. why he had to resign? I mean, you know, again, it's just it's all the appearance of impropriety. Maybe it was you know, not a particularly scandalous phone call that he had, although it, it seems like it. Yeah. But and and this kind of I my little um, what's it called armchair psychologist deal mm-hmm. came up again when I saw a video that somebody posted of Mike Flynn speaking at the convention, and he was really lighting people up with the locker up. And if I did even one tenth of mm-hmm. what Hillary did, I would be in jail right now. And it was like, wow. This is really coming around. I guess, like Hillary says, it's it's what goes around. Well, he, around. he but, hadn't done it yet but, at the convention. But his his like disdain and his serious anger seething about it. It's almost like if somebody if somebody's level of upset is sort of out of proportion to what's going on. It's almost like there's something that they're hiding about themselves that they're trying to put on somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, you try to. So project maybe it on he hadn't people. done it yet, but he was capable of it, or there was something in the works about well, he, it where he had to point the finger really harshly outwards for this exact same kind of quote-unquote crime that he was about to commit. Well, I mean, he was already sort of out there and he was fired. Uh, he, he just, you know, he's already been that kind of crazy extreme. Right, this is like a psychological thing, right? When somebody's well, like... when they're really, projecting on other people, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Thank what you always you. say, like the Mike Pence thing, like, oh, maybe he's really closeted. And, you know, you hear people talk yeah, about stuff no, like that all I the mean, time the as great, like a projection thing. The great political example but, was, uh, I can't remember, I think it was 1988. Gary Hart says, hey, if you, you know, just go ahead and follow me. And he tells the media to follow him and they follow him and they realize he's cheating on his wife. So, you know, you never quite understand the motivation. You know, I don't know. I guess people just think they're not going to get caught. They think that they're smarter than all of us. Did he forget that the ambassador was like permanently wiretapped? I mean... I've seen the Americans on FX. I would know. To, and that was, you know, that was like 1982. And already everything was bugged. So I don't know. But anyway, uh, look, let's move on to something that uh, could actually be but a little bit. Oh, I, yeah, please. No, no, but I was just going to say, I do think that this is really just the beginning and that there's a lot more stuff that, that even if it doesn't come up right away, that's still going to be kind of lingering in the background. Yeah. Because there's just so Related much Related to Russia? Yes. And that, that that's not going to just go away unless, you know, they really... Well, you know, it didn't, get, it didn't seem to get reported on a lot, but, uh, you know, Trump's first weekend, he makes all those calls yeah. to state leaders and they turn off the recording mechanism specifically with just Russia. for the call yeah, with there's, Putin. There's, there's definitely so some stuff there. There's something, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't know. And again, the fake news, the story that we talked about, which was, you know, the golden showers and all that, that is what overshadowed, you know, any actual reporting that could have been done about or any real ties. And I, I don't look, I guess that's that's the way things go now. But what I did want to talk about is something that, you know, I don't know, it happens all the time, but you always wonder when you deal with North Korea, well, there's going to be the day that that guy just snaps, you know? I mean, I thought it was going to be his father, you know, but uh, Kim Jong-un decided to fire a ballistic missile. You know, what you think, if you think was about... he upset about the passing of his, what is it, half-brother? Half-brother is I mean, who knows? Who I, mean, I don't pro- know if anybody's checking on his emotional possibly, pulse. Possibly died under mysterious circumstances. Yeah. You never know. Uh, which is so funny when you think back to a quainter time of, I don't know, early 2016, when you see <laughs> Kim Jong-un running a country and you're like, 
Well, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Thank God we don't have anything like that. And look, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is Kim Jong Un. I'm just saying that there, you know, there are some similarities between the two figures. Yeah, different types of crazy. Completely different, you know. And it's it just now it's like, oh, okay. So, so, so now we know what it's like. But uh, you know, Trump. The, I guess the story wasn't so much North Korea firing the ballistic missile, but it was Trump being briefed on it. And do you get the sense that uh, Donald Trump is particularly concerned about North Korea, Scott? No. Do you get the sense he's concerned about much of anything? No, except, unless, unless, unless except, it's ISIS. Unless, no, I was going to say, unless it's a good distraction from everything else going on. And that's always been well, a fear of mine he, that they're going to throw us into something because it's he, a distraction from his own He problems. has proven there's one thing that he's consistently very concerned about. And that's the low ratings for Celebrity Apprentice with mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger as the host. But that's the, that's the one thing. Um, Chelsea, are you worried about North Korea? Any more so than any other point in the last few years? Or I'm going to claim ignorance on this one because I don't know enough about it to really understand the threat Doesn't level. Doesn't even have to mean at this point. Trump just... is not going to make a big deal out of it. If it was some country from the Middle East doing the same thing, we would be probably at war right now. Um, so it's like unless it fits into the narrative he told during... The um, campaign, he, it's like he, he doesn't have time to deal with it. Well, it was really interesting that he dealt with it open air at the restaurant at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, um, that's that's the point. That people I using was cell phones um, to see the documents, and you know, if you've seen something like um, that movie Snowden, or you just know about that, somebody can remotely turn on your camera and see you or anything in the sight of the camera. Just in case somebody <laughs> turned on mine, I'll just say hi to yeah, the NSA. Yeah, and, and that somebody could hack into that. And, yeah, that seems a little more likely than... I, I really need to stop talking about Hillary, but it just... this <laughs> the, the parallel just won't go away for me. No, look, I, look, I completely understand that. Uh, it's something I will ask you about, though, because as a uh, recovering lawyer, as we've talked about in the past, uh, let's talk about the... Ninth Circuit ruling on the travel ban, which may or may not be a ban, depending on who you ask, depending on when you ask the administration, it's either a ban or not a ban. Let's just say the executive order, just to keep ourselves clear as to what it is. Uh, Give us your thoughts about the ruling and the uh, subsequent reaction. And my favorite response from President Trump thus far, which is after a court ruling, (laughs) saying, I'll see you in court. Yeah. We were just in court. Yeah. We saw you there. But anyway, talk a little in, bit about it. In all caps, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Great. Right. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that he has a caps lock button. I think it's just a permanent yeah. caps lock. That is all he has. Well, anyway. now the state of, I believe it's Virginia, has also, uh, there, a court there has also ruled similar, mm-hmm. similarly. And all the courts are saying, yeah, this is a ban. This is him delivering on the promise he made during the campaign to have a Muslim ban. And so the, the court opinions point to his statements during the campaign campaign um and that it's yeah it's hard, it's, it's hard to make a case against it i mean there are a lot of factors that he, say he that this said is not muslim an outright ban, muslim like 45 yeah, I mean. times a day during the campaign and now one of the first things he does is not a muslim ban but it looks very much like it so that's what the courts have been saying and it is unconstitutional to prevent somebody from coming here just based on their national origin mm-hmm. or their religion. And then the other part is the, the piece about offer, making it easier for Christians to come here. That makes it a little more blatant that mm-hmm. this is a religious thing, and so that looks like a religious test, and that's right. also a legal no-no. So the courts have been really sound in their reasoning, as far as I can tell, and I cannot imagine that any court is going to overturn it. Now, if it goes up to the Supreme Court, 
and it's tied 4-4. It just goes back down mm-hmm. to what the court to below right. said. Right. So I think that this uh, the ban of the ban is going to stick. Yeah, well, I, I, but how long would it take to get up to the Supreme Court? Would it be enough time that uh, Gorsuch would be on the panel? No, that's, that's going to take a long time for that to happen, for him to to, to go through the process. And, and, mm. then, and then, you know, have everyone vote and, and five to four. Uh, but I don't think it's going it, to... It, it would be too slow of a time frame that either they're going to reword it, which they claim they're going to do, but I think they've been so distracted this week that they were going to reword and, and do a new executive order that, that helped to um, detail a little bit better. Because like you said, Chelsea, the pro- part of the problem was not only was it a religious litmus, litmus test, but also they were narrowing on countries that didn't show a, a proven threat to uh, you know American safety. Um, so that was uh, another issue that they had. And it was unanimous, as we know, the Ninth Circuit, unanimous three. One of the judges was a George W. Bush appointee, too. So it's not yeah. just, you know, the Ninth Circuit... Rightfully so, does have that liberal bent, and and Republicans for a long time They're have tried to break to it be, up. Yeah, act, they, activist court. Right, and they want to break it up, and they want to, uh, to kind of dilute the power a little bit for the ninth. Um, that term is is obnoxious, but yeah, I know it's it's well. It's, I'm just yeah. saying, hey, it's it, it's out there. Don't yeah. uh, don't shoot the messenger. But, uh, yeah, but I'm just saying that for the record. For yes, the record, it is. well, that is on the record. But yeah, so I, I think either because they're so distracted, they've talked about either. Not because I think they're concerned if they take it up to the Supreme Court that they will lose. It'll be four to four tie, and it'll go back to the ninth uh, to stand. So I think either they're going to reword it and reissue an executive order, or uh, they're just going to have to face the facts that but it's not going to be. But the whole language about this so-called judge and all these things to yeah. try and diminish the statement. courts is. I don't know if it's, like, funny or not. I, I hope people, and I, I'm i losing faith in the American people to understand the way our government is set up, that there's three branches of government, and they're sort of um, intertwined, but right, they're, they're three equal. equal. Three equal branches of government. And they, you know, overlap, you know, the president um, picks judges and things of that nature. But they're, they're supposed to be um, independent ish mm-hmm. of each other and and come up with their I mean they come up with opinions and they tell you what's behind it so there's some logic and there's some precedent and there's some so for him to like freak out over the courts it's just funny but he doesn't understand I don't think precedent I don't know if he's ever read an opinion uh I mean he, he hasn't as far as I know you mean, like the, you, mean like the opinion, you mean the opinion column in the New York Post? I think he's read that. <laughs> no, but you think he times. would uh, know all because he's sued and been sued so much that he would have the the stuff. This down is somebody familiar with the, with the who, courts, who loves but, going but I doubt to, that he's read any legal like document. He would. You think he would know I, I don't, it better because I don't he's know, been sued? And, I don't and know that even right now, after a few weeks as president, he's he's read. Oh, no, he's got other people. But Neil Gorsuch even had that was disturbed by those comments and everything because it does it does weaken and and it's been his. Opera, you know, his mo this whole time is to weaken the media, weaken uh, the arguments with them, weaken the the judges. I wonder and, how and... many people they have a diminished view of the courts because yeah. of this. No, they're I mean, absolutely and the media too. It's the same thing. It's like if you drill well, the media it up is not people... the fourth branch of the no, government. No, no, but I'm saying in general, good, it maybe it is, should be as, as being able to say this is not true. You know, because it's saying people, it's lying if, and they're fake if, and, and it starts to people people's confidence. If people are dissuaded or are losing faith in the courts because of what Trump is mm-hmm. saying. I would probably be heartbroken. Yeah, it's, da- I think, it's dangerous. Because it's dangerous. That level of ignorance is mm-hmm. absolutely dangerous. It's dangerous yeah. to have people feel that way. Yeah. And, and 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 that's to me, it's very becoming when Neil Gorsuch actually has a problem with it too, and and makes a comment about it. So, 
What are we looking at? Uh, looking I was at looking now? at something on the chat, but uh, it, it scrolled away. But uh... <laughs> oh, but I did want to bring up one quick <laughs> yeah. thing about the North Korea. Just going back to sure, it, is, is the concern for us is that if you know there is a chance that they could build a missile that would be capable of coming over here to the Pacific Northwest or to Los Angeles, and that's when it. Would yeah, be no, that's the time. Yeah, and, uh, and that's something they've been trying to work on. They haven't done it, so that's what part of these tests I, have people concerned, thinking that they could they do something. Of course, the, the country would be destroyed if. Yeah, I'm always if, very if quick to dismiss something. North Korea because it is a country where they can't really keep the lights on. You know, I I, I wonder about their capabilities, but then you know that's the kind of thing but they that, spend all of their capability yeah, into their spend, army. They, they, they into just their need military, the one missile into and, their you know, and that's that's what they use to have their their power. But you know. A lot of it's propaganda, but that is the one concern: is that us out here in the in the Pacific Northwest could be right. Exactly. Anyway, uh, potentially affected by that. We can uh, move on to uh, some of the some of the entertaining President Trump did, uh, which in and of itself was actually entertaining. I wish I'd thought of that earlier. Uh, <laughs> that would but have been the fifth joke. That would have been the fifth joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trump and uh, Justin Trudeau, and um, you know the the meeting is, is whatever, but the press conference afterwards was. Really odd, let's just say. I think odd because of the difference in the tone. The or... difference in the tone, and I think the fact that you have, you know, Justin Trudeau, he's Canadian, so he's overly polite in trying to not criticize President Trump while criticizing him. And like, look, we're just gonna take some refugees. I don't know what you're gonna do or what anybody. Tens of thousands of I don't, don't like want to people. Yeah, we are. I don't want to tell anyone else what to do, but this is just what what we're doing. And uh, you know, and then of course Trump only took questions from handpicked media. I believe the list included highlights for children. Um, <laughs> hey, I used to get that. Team, yeah. No, it's like Team Vogue, but they've been they've been against, they've been writing the hard hitting articles. Yeah, well no, it, Team, so. Team Vogue out. Team Vogue was definitely Vogue's hashtag with her. Yeah. They don't even have a seat in the room anymore. They're but anyway, out. so uh I don't know. And and of course there was also the meeting with uh, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, where I always want to just say Abe. His name yeah, is spelled no. Abe. Can I call him Shinzo Abe? It makes me think of a Japanese guy with a beard and an Abe Lincoln hat, but that's just me. Um, so, uh, Chelsea, your thoughts of the way that President Trump is representing our country to these visiting officials? It's a very loaded question, I realize, yeah. but I want to hear your answer. I mean, I like how people were just caught up on the handshakes, and he does have the most bizarre <laughs> of handshakes yes. where it's like, ready, shall we do it? Yeah, let's do it uh, for people watching. It's uh, So are you Trump? Or, uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so, I'm going to shake Chelsea. So I hand. grab, and then yeah. I yank you yeah. in. Because yeah. I was done. And then and I and, keep going. Yeah. She's still going. And yeah. it's not even up, down. No, it's no, like, it's, it's, it's like, like it's this. Pulling you. Yeah, yeah, it's what very that? bizarre. And then, of course, the great Shinzo Abe, like, eye roll, which was so And it's just like, this guy, that guy does not give an F because he's just like, it's like I guess I got to do business with I, this guy. I, I think people know what a jo- joke I'm, Yeah, I mean, is. it's like you still I, have I to take so, meetings with him. I don't him, like right? saying that about our president, no. but I don't think that they take us so seriously that that is truly our leader that no, look, we're all and, and unanimously to be fair, I don't think that they, I don't think they took us seriously when George W. Bush was president at first, you know, and I think it took a little while and, you know, it seemed like he legitimately was close with well, pretty much just Tony Blair. But, you know, at least there was somebody that liked him. And, you know, who knows? It'll be interesting to see, other than Putin, who uh, Trump will actually, you know, hit it Bond off with. Bond with? Yeah. yeah I, you know what? 
maybe Angela Merkel will come around. I was just thinking. I don't but know. That's I, not know. Gonna I, know. I don't think but so. I was either. thinking, I'm like, I can't like, wait for that visit. Like him, not at all. You know what? Um, you never know, though. Maybe, oh, my gosh. Maybe they'll have some schnitzel or something. <laughs> I can't but, say that. Oh, uh, which one was it? The last oh, one. So funny oh, no. Kim K. Yeah. Uh, Trump's handshakes are like he's jerking yeah. off the other person. Uh, that was from Kim K, our Kim K, the other Kim K. Uh, yeah, I think it's more of like all of a sudden he has a, a, a seizure, you know, but it does. Or, it's yeah, weird. I think I agree with it's, Lawrence that it's like an alpha male yeah. showing oh, no, it's up. Very, it's a very absolutely. wrong it's such a alpha weird male. way to yeah. do it, though. It's, it's it not yeah. really an effective alpha male showing. Because I mean, the real way is to go be an expert. No, for the really firm handshake, firm handshake where and, you practically right. break their... Their, their, their wrist yeah. or whatever, and that's not what he does. He's like he's, he's just awkward. Well, there you you know that's in not a nutshell, maleness. that's that's the parentheses subtitle yeah. for the Trump report. Parentheses, he's just awkward. But you know, it was interesting yeah. to see him with Trudeau because <coughs> it's me. like the the dichotomy, the opposite of them. You know, you have this young progressive leader versus this older conservative guy that's awkward and. Justin Trudeau is very, you know, pretty confident, good speaker. It's just they're very different. It's just very in their different. Physicalities Trump and the way they are. Seemed like he had taken a Xanax too many. Like it was very yeah. somber, and he was not alive. Well, it's interesting because like, you know, look, right? it, did yeah. I no, no, no it's true. Because it's sort of like when he's, you see him sometimes, and he has that low energy, and then all of a sudden he. Yeah, he would be making fun of himself if this were the the debate. I believe they call that manic depressive, don't they? I mean, I think there's a term for that. But I think that, yeah, I've seen those and I start to think maybe, you know, President Trump, there are those moments where, you know, he needs to take the edge off because, oh, this job is not what he thought it was. And, you know, it's the president's prerogative where he rules from. But, man, he goes to Florida a lot. You would think the White House. Somebody were at brought Mar-a-Lago. up on a radio show I was listening to on the way over here. How much money are we taxpayers paying right. to well, Mar-a-Lago? Now the only thing I'll say they to that is, about Obama is, on his yeah, I was going to say all the time in the right. golf and all that. Yeah, and there was always the complaints the about. Thing. Yeah, and I, I think presidents should take vacation. No, I agree. That's but, why I'm saying it should be a big deal. But when the money the, goes to, to them, deal. yeah, that's where things get hairy, and it's an emoluments clause issue, and yeah, we'll see how that gets enforced or not, but. Yeah, I don't really like the idea of taxpayer money going to the president's no, own businesses. No, not at all. Not at all. It's it's shady, and it'll never happen again. Whenever Democrats come back into power, co- yeah. JJ Mashad yeah, in the yeah. chat said, that, "Good to see you, JJ. I haven't seen you here before." Uh, his handshake. That sounded like I was coming on to you. Sorry, sir. Uh, JJ <laughs> Mashad says his handshakes are worse than a dead fish shake. Yeah. Lawrence Bakery says he was coming down from a coke binge the night before. He's <laughs> seventy. I don't think he does coke anymore. I, I mean, don't know. Every time we would, you know, sniffle oh, on those st- debates, and always I have like, a friend who really focused doing? on that. I just, mean, like, yeah, every time, even in yeah. the inauguration speech, even did that too. I, okay, like, it was I, I think Serge Yard resident is right that like straight edge in terms of alcohol, but I don't know if he's ever no, sworn I, off. So he, honestly, yeah, I, I would imagine that you know he probably takes some prescription. Yeah, no. You know, very, he might have some sinus thing. But you know, at seventy, you you can't be doing. No, I know. You know, I mean, come on. But it was it was a funny line. It was. Lawrence Bakery says after that he says that uh, Trump is three weeks in how has he deserved a vacation already you know what that's how he processes it it's he's still the president when he's on vacation it's not like he ducked out and and Pence is the president while he's on vacation he's still the president if if it relaxes him and you know what wouldn't you just like to see him in the White House a little bit less you know have less papers the problem to sign is, is that he's still 
I was going to say effective, but not really. Well, he's he's still doing he's, stuff. He's, that, he's, that auto pen. he's very prolific. <laughs> let's put it that way. That auto and, pen that can still sign things. You know, uh, and as a great transition to the next point I want to make, uh, Stephen Miller said that he's done more in three weeks than most presidents do in an entire administration, which. I think he's done more than three in three weeks than I've seen presidents in my memory do. You know, maybe even in, in the I was first see more days. scandals too in well, three weeks. And Obama definitely has but an interesting. Eight years. Well, you know, yeah, but that goes back to Obama was very boring, yeah. which apparently is not what people want right now. Um, talk a little bit, Scott. Uh, there was a great montage that I saw. I saw posted online from Morning <sighs> Joe, and it was just all the you know uh, Stephen Miller went on all the Sunday shows. He went on every single one of them, and he basically had the same thing, and they just kind of cut it together. And he was very strong-worded, and look, you need to go out there, and you know, basically he does what Kellyanne Conway should, is you don't waver, this is what it is, this is what I'm saying. But give us your thoughts on the way that he represented the president. You know, Trump said that he did a great job. Well, what is he so, going to say? So I mean, obviously, yeah. What is he going to say? I, I ugh, oh, God, he like made my skin so crawl. He's just is, like, is he ninety nine times saying that there were buses bringing thousands of people into New Hampshire to vote, or was that just one of the things he said? That, that was, was just like, one of the things. That was that he one said. of the things. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's just it's so ridiculous. And he says it's anybody so that's ridiculous. that knows New Hampshire politics knows about this. This is. Basically well, an open secret. It, and the guy is, who's run the GOP in New Hampshire yes. the last 10 years was like, actually, not at no, all. And that's <laughs> the whole thing that drives me freaking crazy is the fact, again, trying to make it seem like there's a, an issue with voting. New Hampshire is has always been a swing state. And uh, because it's kind of unique geography, you have a lot of people from the Boston area that moved to southern New Hampshire, so they're a little more progressive. And then you have a lot of people in the northern part that are rural. And so it's always been very much in live free or die is their motto. They're very, very swingy when it comes to stuff they barely went to bush in 2000 and they have trended democratic over the past uh, past four elections five elections but they've always been that way and they just voted for a republican governor um you know it was very close it was only about 2700 vote difference uh between him and hillary so it it's it's just ridiculous again to be bring this up and blatantly lying and trying to bring down the integrity of voting is so wrong and it's just like everything else that he does and it's stupid and and it's dangerous to, again, uh, put the integrity of voting at risk for his own ego. It's like he won the Electoral College. He should move on. And he just cannot stand the fact that he did not win the popular vote. And he's trying to chip away at any chance he can anywhere. And it's it's embarrassing. And it's just well, it's it, gross. It's, it's not close enough where you feel like, all right, maybe he can find some votes and it's worth the fight. It's, you know, just, just deal with it's it. It's done. Mean, and the fact is he's still, it, it'd be one thing, you know, he could bring it up if he had lost and it was New Hampshire was the deciding state. Yeah, it was a different right. state. And it was 2,700 votes different. And everyone else went, you know, That's Republican fair. but him. I could maybe question that. Maybe. But even then, the whole busing of people up from Massachusetts is a blatant lie. And stupid, and it, and it's ridiculous to but, be bring this up months later. I mean, the interesting thing is that's not even what I was focused on with Stephen Miller. Oh, well, it was he's just, just the, the forceful yeah, way and, that and he was saying, like, the president you know, has the right, the upper hand, all exactly. This and dictator. It was basically stuff. like he will not be denied. Yeah. Don't criticize uh, the ridiculous. president. And you know, he's to like, be fair, it's his job. That's but, exactly what a fascist. Does. No, but it made my skin crawl because he was just so creepy. It was like he was drinking the cold. The way he was like, re- it was a very scripted. Feeling, I saw, yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter stilted. characterize him as basically, you know, a a failed student body. Yes, yeah, so I did see school. a lot. Of those, I actually yeah. forgot. I do forget who yeah. it was. I usually try to give credit. It's not my idea. It's like, uh, by the way, in the chat, uh, Curtis Schultz yeah, said before stilted. that it's a very one sided paddle. Not fair. That sounded like a a Trump. 
uh, tweet. Not and Curtis, uh, what I would say is you should check out last week's show. I think we, we, we had a couple guests in studio. We were very conservative. I think we had a great conversation. Uh, it was definitely more balanced. But as I always say, we do the show in Hollywood. It's not that easy to find one conservatives to people who actually support President Trump. Well, that's the thing. You and can get a lot of conservatives that didn't talk oh, about that, Trump. Right. That's the third part. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. Willing to talk about it on camera. Which it's, is why sometimes I pose the questions to the audience who are conservatives right. to, to try and understand their perspective. So that's how we seek to strike balance here as we get it from the audience. But even my, my conservative friends that are hardcore Republicans and are professional in that world don't support or didn't support Trump no. and don't. And so for me, it's even hard to find and it makes for interesting bedfellows because now I have something in common with these conservatives and that's their career. Like they're political journalists and they do all this and they're not Trump supporters. And I've had a hard time actually finding those conservative people, even in Florida. My, my, a lot of my friends just did not vote for Trump. They didn't yeah. vote for president, uh, period. So it's it's very interesting because I, I have a hard time like who these people are that, that can still support Trump after what they've already seen transpire over the past couple of weeks when he's blatantly lying. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you square that? I just, I don't know how you I know. support Is that. There, ha- there haven't been any polls done. Well, I guess this Michael Flynn well, thing just happened last night, but I want to see polls, polls, polls. Well, he's well that's Kellyanne Conway's Iowa. business. She's at Kellyanne Polls. Yeah, she's, well, so why well, doesn't she do some polls? He's down, well, that's the thing. Of course, they, they believe the good stuff like she had tweeted about, you know, uh, everyone thinks he's, majority of people think he's trustworthy and he's doing his job right. I'm like, well, okay, because now you agree with that poll, then it's right. But if well, there's anything I, negative, then all of a sudden... I'm sure everyone cherry-picks the polls they like. But Well, of course, because yeah. that same poll had stuff where they said they didn't think he'd be a good president. He's making a good president. He's not good at, you know, the job. And so I they mean, did cherry-pick I mean, if there's a poll that. that's like, you know, is Mike Flynn's email, um, Russia thing, like Hillary's email thing, I'd like to see if people find the parallel and not the way I do. And I want to know how many people believe that the Bowling Green massacre occurred. Well, there's actually Wait, should we have a moment people. of silence for the Bowling Green massacre? I don't know if we did a chance, if we had a chance to do that. Uh, which did we talk about that last week? No. Did we didn't we, get a we, chance to, to, we, to get into. It was that, a little busy show last week. It was which, very busy. And I know, got very not, angry. To, to be fair, <laughs> but it would have which been was great, great by the way. Our, our, well, our guests because they're very conservative, well, pro-Trump. And, Look, quite simply, Kellyanne Conway did misspeak, but then no, the but fact... No, but she's done that several right, times, right. so is, is that really a misspeaking? She's done it enough times where you're like, well, what is she actually talking about? Look, you know, you get a memo like this before you go on a show. It's got some bullet points, and you just you just stick to it, and you keep your job. I think in, in, her defense, of, in her defense, oh, I no, said I'll get it was, to that in a second. I was saying, I, I, I had tweeted back about that maybe she thought it was a 2008 GMAC uh, football game when the Bowling Green <laughs> team lost 62-7. to So uh, maybe she, that was a massacre. They lost horribly in 2008. Maybe that's what she was referring to. By the way, uh, Storage Yard Resident says, if I lived in Los Angeles, I would like to be on your show, but I live in San Jose too far away. Storage Yard Resident, if you have Skype, uh, I would love yes. to have you Skype in with us. Uh, we can we can do it with the video. We can do it with audio. I've wanted to talk to you since we started. Uh, you know, he. I think the first Trump versus Hillary, he, Tr- Storage Yard Resident was there in the chat he's room. Been there, and he's been with us as we made the transition. The and I think that there are a lot of people on the panel, the current panel, the past panels that maybe don't agree with him, but I love that he's always there and I appreciate his support. And these these comments have been pretty impressive. These last two are pretty thoughtful. I, yes, and yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so people aren't going to pay too much attention because it doesn't relate to their their jobs, and most people voted for Trump because of his economic promises. Okay, I can, right. I no, can no, see no. that. Right, no, I mean, that's why a lot of people did, and I know they've but obviously voted they've overlooked against a Hillary lot. because of national security concerns. Yes. So that's why this seems like such a big deal well, to me. Well, I, I don't know how much that was that people voted against Hillary. I think it came down to the fact that people didn't like her and didn't trust her. But didn't like then, her or trust her, And but I thought that the central reason was because of the... I well, think there that there were so people, people who pushed it over yeah. forever and just didn't well, you know, but we could rehash promise. it. But you know what? But, she lost. So you know, sorry, thanks, Drexel, for the reminder. <laughs> uh, sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, no, no, I was going to say it, but I know they had brought up about uh, Curtis Schultz mentions about, um, or no, the Democrat mentions about you know as long as Trump, Trump brings back jobs, you know, people are going to support him. Yeah, I. I I well, I for one, and I know I, I speak as a progressive. I will never support him, regardless of what he does, because already the way his behavior has been, well, I will never support him. I don't care if he brought employment unemployment down to zero percent. He's just not a good person, and uh, to me, doesn't represent the future of what I want our country to be. This represents the biggest issue that I have is that some people will respect him because of his money and, right. and that he might bring more money to them. And if they do that for him, he can say whatever. Right. He's and a decent just... guy that is worthy of our respect. And I am on the same page I'm, as you yeah. are. I look at the person holistically right. and it's I want them to be uh, integrity all around. Yeah, and, and also, I don't think he's a good business person. I think he was a terrible business person. I mean, too. if there are people that I could think of, well, you know, even other Republicans Republicans and, and conservatives, I would think, would be much better businessmen to represent the type of person that they decide to support. They supported a, a salesman, basically, that's selling them a bunch of stuff that isn't going to actually happen. You know, um, I know it's uh, it's hard for people to you know imagine supporting Trump, but uh, I, I'll just go on record saying that uh, I'm willing to sell out if you want me to go on the Sunday shows and talk about what a great job you're doing. <laughs> There's a great paycheck attached to that. Uh, anybody who knows me, I'm telling you, I would just be there for the paycheck. I would, I think it would be kind of fun to try and, and tell all, tell the same thing to all of It would those. be a challenging job to yeah. really try to spin that yeah, much. Yeah, because that's what I need in my life is that kind of challenge. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, you know, one of the things that I did want to talk to everybody about is uh, something you can do to help, uh, the Trump report. You can help the Trump report stay free to download with minimal advertising. And it's fairly easy to do this. Uh, the response the responses are going to help sort of get advertisers to the audience that actually checks out the the Trump report. So it's a survey that's very short, completely anonymous. It shouldn't even take you five minutes. There's two easy ways to go. Uh, www.podcastone.com slash my survey. It's one word, my survey. Or go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. Very easy. Just what you have to remember the next time you're on your computer, or maybe you're on your computer right now, podcast1.com and the survey. You have to ignore us for the next, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> we're go gonna be, ahead. We're and... going to be done soon. Do it after that. But no, okay. you can even do it right now. And for the it, multitaskers among us. If you filled out a survey for a different After Buzz show or a different Podcast One show, thanks, but we'd love you to do it again. All you need to do is you put, you know, Trump Report and Podcast One. It's a huge favor, and we'd really appreciate it. It would uh, help you support us and obviously keep it without uh, commercials. And but the again, lights on. And again, I'm willing to... I'm willing to... I can't imagine what the electricity <laughs> I'm willing to sell out if uh, Trump wants to sponsor the Trump report, by the way. You know, we could we would still have our opinions, but I'd be like, all right, it's time would for a break. Would you do that if your son was old enough to know what was going on? Depends on how big the... It, yeah. You know, if it got him into college, yeah, absolutely. I'd explain it to him. I'd be like, here's what, being a, sell- out. Here's what being a sellout is. And he would be like, oh, thanks for doing that, yeah. Daddy. I really appreciate it. 
Um, anyway, there, uh, there was a great comment in the chat that I lost. Oh, Curtis Schultz again. So he said it was his first show and he gave it to us. He didn't vote for Trump, but it seems like no matter what, everything is a lie. And he just thinks we should remember that polls are not exactly, I think he left a word out. A fair poll would be the entire population is involved. I I absolutely agree with that. If that were possible, I would love to see that. No, and and that's the thing is that you have to look at the polls very carefully because you have to see voting, the sample size and and who they've asked. And and there is no perfect poll as we saw what happened during the election uh, when Wisconsin. The the USC LA LA Times Times poll was the one that was right. But anyway, even that one. Yes, but even then, uh, a lot of that stuff. is is very difficult to gauge and, and polling is yes. it's not an exact science and and it's uh and people read too much into it they're like oh 42 percent of people are saying this and it's very difficult um and they can be skewed very easily but you know for the most part that's what people do that is their job though and it's not and again it's sort of like people saying the media is covering fake news and everything their job is to be in you know have integrity and to, and to cover the truth and cover what's out there it's the same thing with these polls these are people that do this as a career and yes they can be people that are bent certain politically inclined, uh, so to speak, but that's their job, and it's just like Secretary of State making sure that I mean, an election like, runs smoothly. That's their job is on the line to make sure that the polls new is weather correct. report? And that's, that's the thing. I mean, is that's, that's, it, it, you know, we did feel like polling was somewhat more reliable than the weather report, but, you know, it's going to be, it's going to take a lot for people to trust the poll. Like, you know, in 2020 on election night, it doesn't matter who's running, doesn't matter what it says, are you going to feel confident with what the polls are the day before election day 2020? Yeah, probably not. Probably not and, anymore, no. And apparently, if, if the poll doesn't go your way or the members of the town, uh, uh, participants of a mm-hmm. town hall meeting that you're holding... Jason Chaffetz, I'm looking at you, yeah, right. and they're all against you. You're like, oh, they're all paid protesters. Well, and that's ridiculous, so, too. Again, it's like this whole ridiculous conspiracy thing. So this and- is why... When his is it Curtis is says, why do we say that everything is a lie? Is because there are so many things that they say that no, are lies. There, I mean, and look, well, the blatant, I'm talking about the blatant line when he's talking about three to five million illegal people voting, and that buses are going up from Massachusetts and voting in New Hampshire. That's a blatant lie. Here's the thing, you know, within the first few days, we had uh, Sean Spicer yeah. very angrily lying right. to everyone, blatant. and you know, again. Just reading his bullet points, which were to say, no, we had the biggest turnout on Inauguration Day, which, you know, sorry that we keep harping on it, Trump supporters, but it's still crazy that they just, they really doubled and tripled down on, you know, no, it was the biggest one ever. And then they're like, if you count everybody online, which I don't know if you do, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that counts. But anyway, so but even if you do, but, that you can't. You know, get say all of a sudden it's the biggest because there are numbers you can look at. How many people watched the Nielsen? How many people were physically there in the audience? And it's ridiculous to to have these blatant lies, and that's to where it erodes the trust in in certain things. And that's where I have a problem with. Yes, polls can be, you know, cherry picked and and, yeah. and nitpicked, and and things well, can be you know alternative facts. You know, th- people have different opinions, and that shows. But when you're talking about blatant lies, that's where that's a problem. Yeah, this, uh, the the conversation in the chat room is perfect. Yeah, the uh, John Oliver uh, segment this last Sunday was about Trump and the truth, right? And how I, difficult that is to like come a, by. Allergic to I the truth. Thought I, it was really well done. I, I heard mm-hmm. about that, but I can't afford HBO, so I. I oh didn't my god! See they it. put they posted on Facebook the next day. Yeah. I don't know what Facebook is. Uh, Mamba nineteen ninety two in the chat room uh, has an interesting thought. If Fox conducts a poll that. Trump doesn't like. I'd love for him to call them fake news and see what happens. I dream for that moment. He was really no friend of Fox News during the early part of the campaign. You know, 
of him actually being the nominee. I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, Megyn Kelly basically built her NBC contract on clashing. With I was going to say Trump. on the back of uh, yeah. Donald and look, Trump I don't even I, look. Him. I actually I, I think she's a great on-air personality, yeah. and she's although I don't super know how I agree about that 9 a.m. time slot move. There, I'm not not a big fan. Well, of yeah, Today because show they they took away the hour that had black people on the Today yeah. Show, which you know is just. You but know. also, I don't know what. By the way, that was we, a good don't, move. We, we don't need so much uh, Matt Lauer. It's no. like enough. No, that's the thing. I think yeah. we could not even so much of them. I just think. Moving in on that time zone was not yeah. a great move. Well, I mean, for her, you could understand. Right. And, and poor Billy Bush. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where is that guy? Uh, Kevin and Maria saw well, him at the Super yeah. Bowl, actually. I was going to say, uh, he, forced retirement. He, he has like, a, like some kind of whiskey that, that he sells. He was, he was out there hawking his whiskey. He's fine. Billy Bush. Yeah, he's fine. He had a good contract you know, before. Remember the, remember the family he's a part of, and yeah. he got a $10 million payout. As well. He's going to be fine. That's what I was saying. Yeah, he's okay. I'm not worried about him. I'm not either. Bush. I'm not losing sleep. I wouldn't his, be worried about him anyway. Anyway, uh, as always, firing. more stuff that we could talk about, but uh, we're pretty much out of time. Uh, I referenced last week's show, and if you haven't seen it, go ahead and check it out. We got some great feedback uh, to last week's show. It's very balanced feedback. There were a lot of comments that hated our two guests, Jeffrey and Tim who were uh, part of uh, an organization called Based in L.A. There were a lot of people who hated them, and there were a lot of people who hated both of you. Uh, <laughs> in general, people tended to either like me or say, he's okay. I'm going to take it that I was okay. But look... But you're the moderator. Of, yeah, you should be I, That's what you I try to, to do. I know, well, so because to be those guys tweeted out, it's edgy. like, oh, it's just three liberals who yeah. talk about how much they hate Trump. Look, it's not easy to love Donald Trump. No. Ask his ex-wives. It's not that easy. Ask his current wife. Yeah, well, That's why she's never around. She, she doesn't you know, even want to be around him. I mean, I would rather live in Trump Tower than at the White House. I know, but, but I mean, come on, seriously. They they do not have a healthy relationship. You could see that from the inauguration. Body language doesn't lie. Well, yeah, um, the fact that he uh, just marched out of the car and, and didn't open the door for her. There was some, yeah, it was before he was even president. Body language does not lie. Yeah, but anyway, look, we'll be able as to break all that. As much as Donald Trump lies, you can't lie with body language. That's, <laughs> well, a, that's a hard one. We'll be able to break all that stuff down uh, in the future because there'll be more of that. But uh, make sure you check us out. Next week we'll be back on uh, the 21st of February at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. For Scott Moore at SMAN80, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia, I'm Christian Black at Christian DMZ. And don't forget, the show is at Trump Report ABTV. Follow us there, like us, comment, rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye now. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.